Hey there, it's Tom Ryan, founder and CEO of ICR. Before we get into the next episode, I wanted to ask that you subscribe to the show. It'll help us get even more unique and interesting guests on the podcast and in turn continue to educate management teams and the growing ecosystem that creates value for fast-growing private and public companies. And while you're at it, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Very much appreciated. There's a huge unmet need in the ecosystem, which is patients, physicians, pharma, payers, everybody. In the healthcare industry, there are complex problems that require complex solutions. So taking time to craft a multi-layered strategy can lead to powerful, life-changing payoffs. When I saw the opportunity, I said, wow, there is something here to impact patients across the world, across the ecosystem. Being a public company can be hard. Small missteps can have outsized consequences. I'm Tom Ryan, founder and CEO of ICR, and over the last 20 years, we've helped thousands of companies understand and navigate the stock market and the media. We'll demystify these and other increasingly complex stakeholder groups so you can focus on what you do best, building your company, and unlocking your true potential. This is Welcome to the Arena. Providing healthcare isn't just about the right treatment. Strong relationships and communication are just as essential to providing patients with the care that they need. Today's guest has developed a platform to bridge those gaps and facilitate collaboration. On this episode, we're sitting down with Mytel Rasmussen, who has over 20 years experience as a global commercial executive and strategic advisor. In her role as Chief Commercial Officer at Octave, Mitel is responsible for leading and bringing the first in-market precision care solution in neurodegenerative diseases to patients, physicians, pharmas, and payers. She is a leader in the global commercialization of digital health and precision medicine solutions and has extensive experience in growth and value creation of patient-centric data-driven health tech products across multiple disease areas, including oncology, neurology, diabetes, infectious diseases, and more. Mitel previously served as Global Head of Marketing at Roche. During her tenure there, she defined Roche's personalized healthcare strategy and successfully launched digital solutions globally, positioning the company as a world leader in health technology. Some of her other positions included Director of Strategic and Product Marketing at Oracle Healthcare and Precision Medicine, Vice President of Global Marketing at JPMorgan Chase, and Founder and CEO of Rasmussen Communications. She turns great ideas into action and delivers results-driven programs without losing sight of the big picture as so many often do. Let's enter the arena with Mytel Rasmussen. My career was not linear to get me to the point where I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time. I did some moves. I started in technology as an engineer even, and then into finance, into JP Morgan. And after this, I could stay in financial services. However, I decided to shift into healthcare and health tech when I felt like this is where I need to be. It's way more rewarding to me as I did it for for free for some uh, for a small startup and then I was like oh my gosh this is fun I'm doing something good for somebody and I can see that it's doing good for patients so I shifted my whole career from 
JP Morgan and financial services into healthcare. And since then, I've been spending my uh, the last uh, 15 years in actually bringing precision medicine solutions to patients and being in the forefront of technology throughout my career. Like at Oracle, it was a, a technology company getting into healthcare. At Roche, it was a healthcare company getting into technology. And now at Octave, the technology and the healthcare system got together at the right time. So it's very exciting, actually, to be in this place. Yeah, that's a really great way to describe it. How did the Octave opportunity come to you? And what about the company, you know, you just kind of learned about it and said, all right, this is it. This is the right company for me. So... Since I've developed multiple go-to-market programs for scale and for other disease areas, you know, when I was approached by the Octave team, I felt like, wow, you know, neurology is the new front. We say neurology is the new oncology because precision medicine in oncology has developed in the past 20 years, but not in neurology, not in cardiology, maybe very small pockets of work and when I saw the opportunity getting into neurology, when this company came and I saw the product, I said, wow, there is something here to impact patients across the world, across the ecosystem. It's not a point solution. It's a platform to help seeing the holistic view of the patients, to provide decision support to the ecosystem. It really relates and correlates with my mission in life to help more patients. It's a mission-driven company. It has uh, an amazing culture, very collaborative. There's very deep level of curiosity to find the right solution. I know one of the neurodegenerative diseases that is in the forefront for you is MS. That's something that's close to me. My wife's brother was diagnosed a few years ago. I think it's just incredible what you do. What you've done is created kind of a very laser precision care platform with kind of continuous monitoring. Why don't you tell us kind of how the company is organized, what the platform is, and how you attack MS? First of all, everything is personal. You know, it's amazing to see how this disease and other neurodegenerative diseases are part of our lives with our family, friends, and extended network of people around us. It's a big problem to solve because neurodegenerative disease, there's a huge unmet need in the ecosystem, which is patients, physicians, pharma, payers, everybody. The unmet need is really for the patients to know how they're doing. For physicians, right now, most of the diagnosis, monitoring uh, and, and treating is based on symptomology. And what's going on with the patient, the, when the patient reports something, and that's the symptom. And some of the patients or many of the patients, we want to think about going to an MRI and there is a level of imaging, but still there are no objective measurements. It's almost like the physician has an algorithm when the patient comes and it's all internal algorithm to see, oh, this patient has this symptom, therefore I need to give this drug there. Are 23 drugs plus in the market. So how do you actually create a precision medicine that is a little bit more accurate to treat the right patients with the right treatment to the right patients at the right time at the right dose? And the burden of the disease from a cost 
aspect is also huge. It's a very expensive disease. The burden is on the patients and on the payers. So one patient of MS actually costs to the system between four and five million dollars, which is very much like oncology. Oh my God, yeah. Can you imagine what is the price or the cost of the wrong therapy to the wrong patient at the wrong time at the wrong dose? It could be trial and error for years. Exactly. And some of our physicians call it like sometimes a casino. Like they don't know really, but because of their experience, they start matching the right patients to the right therapy, but they don't know what's happening inside. So Octave developed a holistic view of the patients with objective measurements. So number one, it's a blood test, a biomarker proteomic blood test that comprises of 18 proteins to measure disease activity. And that can help with seeing what's happening with the patients at any time. It's a post-diagnostics thing. So sometimes the patients start getting the therapy and then you measure what's the disease activity after the therapy. So it's monitoring, it's response to the treatment is if there is a a therapy or, or treatment change, as we call it DMT switch, You need to know before and after. So it kind of provides you monitoring and knowing what's happening with the patient in any time. The problem with the system, with the healthcare system, is that you usually use MRI for it, but MRI is not not always available to all patients. The cost is high and there is no other tool to measure. MS is a complex disease and we don't only measure the disease activity, but we also measuring the mechanisms of actions of the disease. So we provide additional knowledge. The second product is our MRI. Our MRI is specifically designed for MS. Since it's the sole diagnostic tool, the Octave MRI and the enhanced imaging technology provide additional data like brain atrophy or brain volume, if you will. So Think about that as as a better diagnostic tool. If I'm a patient, do I have to go to a different place to get that? Or can they configure the MRI for your test? Our MRI is available in, in multiple imaging centers. And it depends if it's available for the patient in their territory, in their where, geography. You were describing the third thing, which I think is like more of clinical insights. That's right. So clinical insights is comprised of two programs. One is a digital health program, which is an app on the cell phone where a patient reports how they're doing and what's their symptoms. But the second part is also our nurses. We have a care partner, nurses that stay in touch with the patients, make sure they adhere to the regimen on the, or, or the treatment plan that they were prescribed by their physicians. And therefore, we get also the symptoms and the report, the clinical report in time, because the patient really see the neurologist twice a year, but everything happens in, in between. So there you go. So now you have the blood test to measure disease activity. You have the MRI where you have 200 data points and you have the clinical symptoms. So we developed a platform because think about getting all of it together and correlating the blood into the what's happening in the brain and what's happening with the symptomology. And then that provides the physician and the patients with much more deeper understanding 
and more precise and accurate situation and what's happening inside the patient. One of the things I wanted to ask you is about the blood test itself. Can you kind of describe it and kind of the value of it? Yeah, so the blood test is comprised of 18 biomarkers that are proteins in the blood that the blood test measures disease activity, which helps physician see what's the disease activity level in the patient. And the data that comes from it is very actionable for them, for clinical decision support, for shared decision support with the, the patient. If it's for monitoring and seeing what's going on, if it's for checking their response to the therapy, if they need to de-escalate some, some of the treatment. The value of it, of the blood test, is really through the monitoring, through the predictive value that it has, and it helps to keep the patient stable on lower disease activity and provide also an opportunity for an early interventions of the physician that prevents maybe the next relapse or even preventative of disease progression. So it's really a new paradigm of care, right? And, you know, is anyone else doing this? It just, you know, I can't even imagine the complexity in pulling it all together and the technology you would have to use in order to do it accurately. How does your solution differ from other solutions on the market or how do you stand out? You nailed it. We are transforming the paradigm of care. We're changing everything that they knew because of this data. We are differentiated because we're not just a point solution. We're not only MRI. We're not only blood test. We really provide a holistic view and deeper view of the patients. We deliver on the promise of precision medicine, which is the right treatment to the right patient at the right time. And, you know, precision medicine started like a a uh, hundred years ago in 1907, when the first understanding came, the scientific discovery that each one of us has a different blood type. And now, 120 years after, we're looking into what's going on in the blood, in the proteins we have. We're in a very interesting time of history. We're at a pivotal moment of history where scientific discoveries meeting medical innovations, meeting technology. So when they all merge, we can actually get to the level of the proteins in the blood to show what's happening in the brain. So Octave is in the forefront of this scientific discovery, technology and medical innovation in neurodegenerative diseases. We're first to market because there's nobody like us. And maybe you can see here and there small competitors on the digital app or one biomarker or protein, but not really in the extensive uh, level that we bring to the market. We're not only helping the patient to understand what go what's going on with them. We're providing a solution to the physician in decision support, clinical decision support, etc. And then we provide the pharma companies with tools to develop the next generation more precise drugs. And we're helping with the pairs because we're providing better view to understand the cost driver and get the promise on precision medicine. So then the spend is less. Everyone these days is talking about artificial intelligence. I have to think the more information you gather and the more scale that you get in the market, the more precise you can even get from where you are right now, right? And everyone would benefit from that information. 
Absolutely. The advanced technologies that we're using at Octave is definitely in the forefront. If it's AI or machine learning, think about the imaging we have, the machine learning. It's, it's, I call it the AI and the human eye. It's definitely better than just technology because also, you know, I mean, we all know that the trust in AI, especially in the medical uh, community, is yet to, to grow. So uh, our solution actually combines all of them. Two things I wanted to ask you about. I know that you're in trials currently with Biogen and others for MS. And then also, you have an amazing standing within the research community. Maybe you can talk about those two things, because they're very important. So we are in trials with multiple pharma companies, as they see that those tools can be a really good in their toolbox to develop the next generation drugs or to improve efficacy for their own drugs, right? So we, you mentioned Biogen. We are in Biogen clinical study on multiple sites using our tools in different clinics. Uh, we also work with TG Therapeutics on their uh, new drug in the market. We also have investors and we now experimenting with different pharma companies, but our investor is Novartis, one of our strategic investors. So we're developing with them clinical studies in has collaboration and on different aspects. And we're talking to the whole ecosystem in terms of pharma. Your other question was about the science and the scientific level and the scientific rigor and who we're working with. So we're collaborating with really the key opinion leaders in the field. We're collaborating with the University of Basel, with Harvard, with many others that have credibility in the market and they're very interested in working with us on, on the research. We, we worked with those key opinion leaders on our analytical validity, clinical validity, utility, and it's exciting to see their excitement actually for bringing this to the market. What Octave has done so far is not just a futuristic idea, it's a real solution that has already been implemented in over 60 clinics across the U.S. I wanted to hear more about Octave's partnerships and how their collaboration is making a big difference in patient care. We launched last October, and since launch, we actually now in thousands of orders of the blood test. We are in several dozens centers of excellence for MS including some of the key opinion leaders I mentioned and some uh, academics, some universities like University of Irvine and University of South Alabama or Mississippi and others. We are across the U.S. Health system using us, independent clinics, IDNs, which is integrated delivery networks as well. The other uh, aspect of commercializations is that we are already talking to payers. We are signed recently a contract with Blue Cross Blue Shield Associations, which is a platform for 34 Blue Cross Blue Shield plans across the country. So we're looking forward to further accelerate that now. It's a win-win for everyone. I know that earlier this year, Octave closed on a funding round with $30 million invested in the company. What does that capital do for you over, you know, the next year or two or whatever the time frame is? Yes. So we extended our Series B funding and we raised 
$30 million. And earlier this year, like you mentioned, it really came from strategic investors. And I think that when you think about the ecosystem, they realize the value that we bring because they know the pain in the real world. They know the pain across everybody from the patient to the payer. And then investing in us is a testament to the value we bring to them. And it was led by uh, Novartis Venture Arm, DRX, by Intermountain Ventures, which is a health system, a big health system, and by Hikma Ventures. It also, it was an addition to our existing investors, such as the Blue Venture Fund, Echo Health, North Bond, Deerfield, Kasdan Capital Section 32, and Merck Global Innovation Fund, and, and more. So what it allows us to do is really to develop further acceleration of our growth. So we started with early adopters and getting now to a deeper market adoption and utilization. And that costs money. And it also helps us to develop the next innovation or the next blood test that we're working on. So it supports our commercializations. It's helping us to demonstrate the clinical utility. It allows us to develop the next level of commercialization. Yeah. And, and speaking of money, I know that you received a $10 million grant from the Michael J. Fox uh, Foundation because what you're doing certainly has applications for Parkinson's, another neuro, neurodegenerative disease that is uh, really prevalent in this country and all over the world. How transferable is your technology to that? And are you kind of starting from a standstill or do you feel that with what you've already built, it could give you an accelerated path to a precision care solution in Parkinson's? Yes. So we always knew that we are in the field or the category of neurodegenerative diseases. We started with MS and now we're definitely stepping big time into Parkinson's disease. And we indeed received the 10 million grant from Michael J. Fox Foundation. We are honored to receive this grant. They are wonderful organizations, very collaborative, and we together advancing the field of Parkinson's disease. It did come because of our success in MS, because of our depth of understanding and, you know, you do it for one, maybe you can try it for the next one. And we very committed to the neurodegenerative disease area. So we starting with MS, going through Parkinson, looking at Alzheimer, ALS and others. What we are doing with Michael J. Fox's foundation is we're focusing on customized biomarker blood test assay for Parkinson's disease. The discovery of the biomarkers of the proteomics acid panel, the development, the validation, and later on commercialization, of course. Uh, it's the process where we developed our successful MS assay panel. There's so much exciting uh, stuff going on at Octave. Right now that we're just having this conversation, you're in these 60 clinics kind of gathering information, working with the payers, you just closed a big round of financing. You got the grant from Michael J. Fox's foundation, which is incredible. And you have a new CEO, Doug Bean. What does the transition to Doug's leadership mean for the company and mean for your role specifically? Yeah, I'm very excited and I'm looking forward to work with Doug. Doug is an accomplished leader in commercialization and growth. He's well known. He has been successful prior to joining Octave, we're looking together to scale and grow our offering to reach more patients and provide access to more patients. 
He brings the wealth of experience and focus, mostly focus on accelerated growth. I'm going to say that that Bill Hextrom, our founder and CEO until recently, is stepping up to be the chairman of the board. He's not leaving. He's very well uh, versed in, in what's going no on. No one wants him to leave. No. He's a visionary for sure, right? He's visionary. He's the, is the rock of the company. And with Doug, I think it's a great combination to take it to the next level and accelerate our growth. It means for my job, it means learn new things. It's always great to work with another leader in commercialization and apply even a higher level. Look, I come from scale. I worked in companies like Oracle, like Roche, like JP Morgan, yeah. and I designed all the readiness and, and got us to the point of revenue uh, from the ground up so we can get to this point and have accelerated growth. So it's all designed and it's, uh, it's very exciting, actually. You know, I was thinking about uh, COVID and that whole period. It, it seems in many ways long ago, but not that long ago. Has there been anything else in your career, in healthcare at least, that has accelerated digital health like COVID? Because all of a sudden everyone is open to, you know, seeing their doctor on Zoom or, or whatever. It just seems like it really propelled digital health probably more than anything in the last 20 years. Exactly. So the shift was very fast because the technology was there and it just changing the culture. But since we were all forced to be in this situation that we need to use virtual health, we all stepped into it. So now there is even more innovation in virtual health. We got used to a new standard and there's a lot of things you can do now with the phone. And when you talk to your doctor, it's not just seeing the doctor. It's also that we have... Uh, diagnostics pieces in at home, so EEG at home or different things that we just need to send and, and it goes straight to the lab and the doctor makes decision without the burden of traveling. And it's really exciting. I feel like we're getting better and better and optimized in medical innovations that helps us as human and as patients and as caregivers as well. And I think you can have both, you know, I mean, what you're describing with MS, you have both, you know, you go see your doctor every six months, but as a patient, I would, I would have a greater level of comfort knowing there's just continuous care. And then, you know, I obviously have the doctor that I rely on to monitor and interpret that. So it seems like, you know, you're in a place where you have the best of both worlds. Exactly. We we empower the patients. We keep them engaged. We keep them not only through the technology, but through a human touch with our nurses. And uh, I think patient needs it. We can't lose the human touch and just rely on technology. So collaboration plays a big role in, in kind of innovation, and you're obviously committed to innovation. Are there any strategic partnerships and collaborations, I guess is the best word, that Octave is engaged in to kind of advance what you're doing? Absolutely. So we're collaborating right now with, like you mentioned, with Michael J. Fox Foundation, for instance. We collaborate with the pharma, Biogen, TG Therapeutics, Novartis, Merck, others. And we work with the providers, of course, that they collaborate with us and become our advocates and in addition, we collaborate with the, with Blue Cross Blue Shield Association, for example, and other payers to get the reimbursement for that and and uh, lift the burden on the patients from the patients. And uh, we have 
a network around KOL, key opinion leaders network around the world that develop the next level of science. So we have scientific collaborations everywhere and with other companies that we're assessing technologies and, and always want to get better through technology collaborations and, and bring our platform to the next level. Yeah, I guess my last question would be, when you think about like a two or three year time period, what would be some great achievements from your perspective that the company could put up on the board in terms of wins? Yeah, I, I would like to think that every patient has access to our tools. It's being paid by payers, all payers, and also Medicare by CMS. So to the level of global expansion, because every patient needs those tools across the world, not just in the U.S. And that's going to be used to really deliver on the promise for the right therapy to the right patient. And uh, through the pharma collaboration and through payers and through the physicians. Octave is at the forefront of digital health, changing the game with a data-driven precision care platform. Their comprehensive strategy not only ensures a smooth and targeted treatment process for patients, but it also has a true impact for stakeholders across the healthcare ecosystem. Octave's innovative approach is revolutionizing the entire healthcare chain, one field at a time. At Welcome to the Arena, we're working really hard to bring you exciting guests and great content. If you found this episode insightful, subscribe to the show on your podcast app and leave us a five-star rating. The more the show grows, the more interesting voices we can have on the podcast. And in turn, that should demystify a lot of the stakeholders around public companies and soon-to-be public companies. Thanks for listening. I want to thank Mytel Rasmussen for joining me today. Her team at Octave is helping to transform the way we address neurodegenerative diseases, and they're paving the way for applications in other areas. The possibilities for expansion are significant, and with their talented team and strong backing of key investors, they are poised to make a powerful shift in healthcare. This is Tom Ryan. I'll see you next time back in the arena. References to specific stocks are not intended to be recommendations for specific trading behavior. Comments presented on this podcast are intended for informational and educational purposes only, and do not represent opinions or recommendations on whether to buy, sell, or hold shares of a particular stock. All investors are advised to conduct their own independent research into individual stocks before making a trading decision. In addition, investors are advised that past stock performance is no guarantee of future price performance.